It's Saturday morning, and I thought a good time uh, to take a kind of 30,000-foot look at what's happening, not just in the labor markets and the economy uh, in very specific ways, but uh, what the record numbers of people quitting their jobs uh, really means. I mean, uh, economists are scratching their heads. Uh, They've never seen this number of people who have uh, both uh, quit their jobs, but also uh, decided not to go back to work. Uh, what's what's that all about? Many of them presumably need jobs. I mean, it's not as if suddenly uh, Americans uh, were better off. In fact, many of the people who have quit have quit uh, pretty lousy jobs. Uh, they've quit jobs that are mind-numbing and back-breaking uh, they've quit jobs that uh, during the pandemic uh, took a huge toll. Um, well, I've done a kind of a free-floating focus group over the last uh, two months, asking a lot of people uh, what's happening. Uh, it's a continuation of a kind of free-floating focus group I've done for years with regard to people in jobs. I'm just interested. I was once Secretary of Labor. Uh, I got into the habit. Uh, but I began a couple of months ago to hear a new kind of story, something that I hadn't heard before. And the latest data uh, published just last Tuesday about record quit rates. And then before a few days before that, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, uh, showing that the September jobs numbers had something extraordinary about them uh, in terms of a almost a record low uh, percentage of people who were actively in the labor force, uh, even though they are working age. Um, Now, it can't be that people are living off of uh, all these government benefits, because the government benefits, you remember, they they ended Labor Day. uh, And a lot of states, particularly conservative states, they stopped those extra unemployment benefits um, even in July because they uh, were politically opposed, that is, the conservative uh, governments, Republicans were opposed. Uh, But what what did we see? We saw not a lot of people returning to to work. I mean, the irony there is that uh, people uh, did not suddenly jump into work, even though unemployment benefits were curtailed. Something else, and I think I, I want to go back to this notion of something very fundamental going on, because that's what I keep picking up. Uh, people, after a pandemic, I think a lot of Americans, and perhaps this applies to many others around the world, uh, have been reevaluating their jobs and also reevaluating their lives. The pandemic was such a, a terrible experience such a fundamental threat to people's existence. So many people know somebody who died or know somebody who knows somebody who died uh, that it has forced a kind of reckoning um, in which people say to themselves, do I really want to go on as I've gone on before? Is that the kind of life I want? Life is short. Uh, anything can happen. Even people who don't have 
very much money. People who are living for from paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I've talked to them and they've said to me, I don't, I don't really want to go back to these mind-numbing, back-breaking, if you excuse the expression, shit jobs. Uh, people who are middle class, who have had fairly good jobs, many of them tell me uh, they've been working from home and they don't want to go back to the office. Uh, they, they may change jobs. They may do something else. They may take early retirement. Uh, they may simply live more simply. Well, this, in a way, is or could be the beginnings of a kind of social revolution. It's not just economics here, obviously. We saw a similar thing after the First World War and after the Second World War, where people coming back from war, and a lot of those who had waited for them to come back, faced a new world and certainly faced a different kind of challenge for themselves. The wars forced a reevaluation of their lives, their jobs, their situations. That's why after the First World War and after the Second World War, we had a, a big wave of strikes. Uh, people just said to themselves, I, I want better pay. I, I deserve better pay. I deserve better circumstances. It happened again uh, over the last two or three months, another great wave of strikes. Now, the difference, of course, is that today, unlike after the Second World War, uh, a far smaller percentage of the workforce, uh, private sector workforce, is unionized, uh, fewer than 7%. Then it was above 30%. So uh, what people are doing, if they're not in organized unions, they're in a very disorganized way. They're saying, I'm fed up and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I don't have to. I want to stress that I don't have to. Because what the pandemic may have done is enable people to see that they were free to do something radically different. Now, when I say people, I don't mean a majority. Obviously, most of us continue to do what we were doing before. Uh, but even when you get up to 7 or 8 or 10 or 15 percent of Americans who are really taking a very different approach to their lives and their work, we see the beginnings of a social revolution. I'll stop there. I'd love your thoughts.